We have a very special guest joining us now, Jimmy, and we promise not to call him Dion so he won't storm away from the interview. <laughs> yeah, you better not call me Coach either, I'll tell you that. That's right. Well, there goes my introduction. That's right. Ryan McGee. Ryan, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to talk to you. I saw Wilkerson for about 30 seconds in the press box in Omaha. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's great to talk to you guys. It's, we were just talking about this during, you know, before we started. Just good to be here. Yeah. I never thought, I, no offense, but I just, anybody who lives in the greater Hoover metropolitan area, I never thought I'd say, man, I'm so glad to be at the Galleria, but I'm so <laughs> glad to be at the Galleria, man. It's awesome. I got to ask you this. So yesterday you must have had for 40 minutes an interview with the guy that caused people in Knoxville to burn a mattress. <laughs> Lane Kiffin, you yeah. never would let him out of that room, would he, you? He he was so weird. So Marty McGee's studio, the Wilderness Lodge studio, we had him at the very end. Yeah, and, and that makes a big difference. He was chill. You know, it's his plane, so he ain't gonna leave without him. So he just was. He was. He was just chilling out. But it was funny. So I had they had a copy of the book that I did with my dad that we talked about right. sitting there. And there's a story I write in there about Lane when he was like five years old being a jerk. When when he was a, when his dad when Monty was a head coach at NC State and my dad was an ACC ref and I I grew up in Raleigh, and we my brother and I would play on the hillside in Carter Finley Stadium during scrimmages. We'd play football with the sons of the coaches, and there was this one little five year old kid that would not just stop. he's calling DPIs and holding and we're like, this kid's ruining this whole game. And at one point Monty Kiffin came over with a whistle. Lane, shut up. You're ruining my practice because he's up there arguing with us. So fast forward however many years, my brother calls, and he goes, I think that jerk just got the Raiders job. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And so, no, and Lane, Lane disputes all of that, but his dad backed me up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, earlier today, Mike Leach on the podium, yeah. John Adams of the News Central asked him, did you almost become Tennessee's coach? Yeah. And he mentioned basically a coup that occurred. You had some pretty Man. good knowledge about that. You were out in Pullman, yeah, Washington. So I, and they had a great year that year, Washington yeah. State. And, and I went out to Pullman, and it was one of these deals where they said, you got 15 minutes with Leach. That's it. I'm like, okay. And I stayed three days because, <laughs> you know, I wore the Civil War tie. Like, I was shameless. And I, it, was a, it was a tie that was a, a map of the coast of North Carolina. And I kept fiddling with it, and Leach kept looking at it during the interview. And finally, Leach, we get done with the interview, Leach goes, what's, what's that tie? I go, well, Coach, this is – Coast of North Carolina, where I grew up, going this in fact, you know, Confederate blockade runners used to crash on the shore, and then I had him. So for three days, he's like, "Well, you need to stay." I said, "All right," but but yeah, was, but we talked a lot about Coach Majors. He loved Johnny Majors, and you guys know I I, I love Coach so much. And we got to talking about Coach Majors and me going to UT, and me being there during speaking of coups, me being there, you know, in, in the early '90s. And lo and behold, later that year, all of a sudden, I get a text. And it's from Leach, and he's like, all right, be honest with me. You know, do you think I would like Knoxville? I'm like, you'd love Knoxville. Why are you asking me this question? And so, yeah, there was uh, some text exchanges, and, yeah. and, and I could tell. And, and what we know now is one of the texts I received, which made it seem like this might really happen, was after he had had his meeting, you know, with the AD who had no idea, you know, that he was no longer going to be the AD when he landed in Knoxville. So, yeah, that whole thing was just – but, yeah, hard to believe Adams would ask that question, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, that's awesome. Some things never change. Ryan, you mentioned how enjoyable it is, in an odd way, to, uh, to be in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, excited to be there, but I know you're really thrilled. As, uh, as you and Marty were talking earlier today, you're going to be at uh, in an SEC city every weekend, right? 
Yeah, we, we announced it this morning. Um, we, we've been sitting on this for a while now. It's driving us crazy. Marty, Marty, as you guys know, likes to talk. And it's been really hard for me to get him to keep the secret. So now he can tell everybody. But yeah, starting uh, opening weekend, week one, uh, we'll be on, uh, Marty and McGee will be on the road uh, leading in the SEC Nation on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. And so, yeah, so, you know, y'all keep a lookout. When, when SEC Nation is coming, that means Marty McGee is coming. And, uh, and so at some point, I'm very confident in saying we will end up on the hill. Yeah, but one of my favorite settings, and it's yeah. obviously for selfish reasons, but it's also beautiful, is they set us right up there, you know, on the little quad right there by Ayers Hall, you know, mm-hmm. overlooking the stadium. And so, uh, yeah, we're excited. 14 weekends. My wife wasn't super – well, I, I couldn't tell. I told my wife, I said, hey, listen, babe, we're going to go on the road every weekend this year for SEC or, or for SEC Network. And I thought maybe she'd be mad about it. She got a little too excited. So I think she's, I think she's glad that I'm going to be on the road. That's right. <laughs> if you see a guy in a Captain America shirt, just say, hey, Ryan. That's me. Yeah, absolutely. I got the ring on right now. What do you think in terms of what you've seen thus far as Josh Heupel takes over, perhaps not the, the most ideal situation with which to become a school's head coach, but yeah. he, I think he has fully embraced everything that is within his grasp. He, he has, and I like him a lot. I mean, I dealt with him a little bit at UCF. I really dealt with him more when he was like at Oklahoma um, you know, as, as a coordinator there and some other places. Been, you know, I, I remember what an incredible player that he was. That was one of the questions we asked him. You know, uh, my coworker Adam Rittenberg at ESPN.com just wrote a story last week where he ranked all 130 FBS coaches based on how good they were as a college football player, and he had Hypo third. You know, Hypo almost won the Heisman. Yeah, and, and you know, he I think he had him right behind Harbaugh and um, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, which I would have had Fitzgerald one. Harbaugh wasn't as good as everybody remembers he was, but but he just looks good with his shirt off. That's what I, that's what I told Rittenberg. But no, <laughs> his khakis. But but I, I think that I think Hypo handled yesterday very well i think he warmed up as the day went on which is pretty typical for a rookie coach at sec media days which we got essentially you know seven of them this year and so i know i thought he handled it great and i thought he was very honest because i think that what he has discovered um as danny white has discovered is there's a lot of work to do man maybe even more than they thought there was going to be and so uh he knows that but but he also knows how to move the football down the field so it's going to be it's going to be interesting Ryan, uh, Bobby Bowden uh, in, has a terminal illness, and yeah. um, just many stories about Bobby Bowden, your relationship, you I, had to deal with it much. Well, you know, you guys know my dad was a was an ACC football official for gosh for almost forty years, and and so that's a lot of Florida State games, and and at the height of Florida State being Florida State, I'm talking about in the '90s, you know, and so the story I always love to tell is that there's my dad's name is Jerry McGee. There's two Jerry McGees that are legendary in the Carolinas. Y'all remember Mike McGee, who was you know AD all over the place. Well, Mike had a brother named Jerry, who was a great offensive lineman at Duke, and was a great high school administrator, and was a huge guy. I mean, like you know, one I think it was an Outland Trophy you know candidate. And I was a big guy, and uh, when <laughs> there was another, there's two Jerry McGees, right? So Bobby Bowden, he knew about the other Jerry McGee that had played at Duke and all of a sudden. Well, my dad's five foot nothing and weighs, you know, a hundred and nothing. And <laughs> Coach Bowden saw who the officials were in the game. And he goes, Jerry McGee's going to officiate this game this weekend. And they said, yeah. And so that's great. Well, he sees my dad and he goes, oh, no. What's wrong with Jerry McGee? What are you talking about? He goes, he's, he's shrunk. He's lost like 100 pounds. Has he been sick and I don't know it? And then he realized, no, it was a different Jerry McGee. So, no, Coach Bowden, he's always been good to me. And, and it's funny, well, you'll, y'all will see, but with this Marty McGee move, we were just out in College Station 
with Jimbo Fisher for a couple of days shooting commercials. And Jimbo was very honest about how all that went down with him as a head coach and waiting, and it's not what everybody thinks. He and Bobby, Bobby Bowden are still so close. And so uh, I know it's tough for Jimbo today, who just got here and is making the rounds, and he probably received that news about the same time the rest of us did. Your thoughts on a Houston Chronicle report that Texas and Oklahoma have reached out about joining the SEC? Well, speaking of Jimbo, when we were shooting these commercials with him a couple weeks ago at dinner, I'm like, dude, y'all ever going to play Texas again? He goes, I don't know if we need to. Well, they might have to now, right? <laughs> no, I, I just, listen, the finances are what they are. And, and right now, that's what drives the bus. And, and I think that everyone agrees with the expanded playoff now, I think there's one more big tectonic plate shift that's going to happen with realignment. I've always believed that. And, and you know, I, I did a radio interview yesterday in Salt Lake City, and they're talking about BYU. Do they need to join a conference? I'm like, I think there's one more train that's going to lead the station. Like, I think I still believe we're headed to 16-team, you know, Power 5 mm-hmm. conference, especially if the Power 5 ends up running everything and the NCAA goes away. And all that seems very real now, right? So I think it's, it's a smart move. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I mean, I know the reporter on the story, and they're usually pretty right. So I'm really curious to see uh, if it's true or not. But I'm all for it. I mean, you know, it's, it's – um, you know, I, I'm for it and I'm not. You know, I, I mean, as the football traditionalist is still in me, I like for the Southwest to play the Southwest and the Southeast mm-hmm. to play the Southeast. And, you know, I always still wanted the Big East to exist and the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Own your region of the country. You know, when you start bleeding over, and like, like Oklahoma and Texas to the Pac-12 to me was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. This is better than that. Um, but I, And it's great for them. But ultimately, I don't know. It, it, you know, it, it, one day, like in a, I live in North Carolina. ACC basketball now, everybody, the old school people are like, why am I excited about you know, a Wake Forest-Boston College game? Because that doesn't mean anything to them. And so the question is, will Texas and Oklahoma mean something you know, when they play? Texas and Texas A&M, I'm all for restoring that. But I don't know, I don't know how I would feel about, I don't know, Missouri, Texas in, in week six. You know, I'm just saying, but, but, but financially for them, it makes all the sense in the world. What do you think it would be like for if, if this indeed were to just continue down this path? It would make sense because this would give Oklahoma and Texas the chance to grab those two first class seats, so to speak. But do you think the Longhorns would be prepared to come hat in hand and set aside the Longhorn network and different things like that? Well, I mean, they're used to ruling the roost. Well, that's the hang up, man. Yeah. Every conference has that school, right? I mean, listen, I'm not just saying this is a bitter, you know, UT alum of the 90s when we couldn't beat Alabama, there's always the feeling that Alabama kind of runs the conference, right? And, and in, the, in the Big Ten, uh, they feel that way about Ohio State and Michigan. And in the Pac-12, they all feel that way about USC. It's, just, it's like that in, every, in the ACC. They've always felt like that about North Carolina. They're, they're, they always feel like there's a, there's a school that kind of secretly is steering everything. That's Texas. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's not a myth. It's a fact. And so I think that they're going to have to give up an awful lot to do that. But at the end of the day, again, the finances are what they are, and you can Google it. And you know, what's the payout to the schools at the end of the year? And, uh, and if you're in the Big 12 right now, you know, you're losing ground. And, and, there, if, and listen, follow the money. If there's more money involved, then uh, they'll figure out a way to make the other stuff work. Ryan, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you on the road again. Yeah. And, and I know your wife's elated, but we do appreciate you <laughs> yeah. coming by. Yeah. The, the one time she'll come with me is to Knoxville. Right? Yeah, I'll bring right. the Farragut girl to Knoxville. The rest of the time she'll be like, oh, I got something else to do this weekend. <laughs> she don't watch the show anyway. She ain't going to watch it in person. Right. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, thanks y'all. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good to see you.
Ryan McGee with the SEC Network. Senior writer of ESPN. We sure do appreciate his time.